The Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for Lottery West. That's the ticket because all available profits go to funding good stuff for WA. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Hello and welcome to another wonderful edition of Bonus Content Podcast. Hey. Bonus Hello, edition bonus. podcast content. Hello, host. Producer joining us. Good morning. How are you going, lads? Oh, we're... Fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good show today. Yeah, yeah thought so. It, yeah, was, thought. it was it was fun. It was a it felt kind of crazy. Yeah, like in a good way. Good crazy. I guess so, yeah. 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 Why hey. is there a bad crazy? Uh, <laughs> you actually like Rami's eyes just look were like the size of saucers then. We like, can't say crazy. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was thinking. He was he was feeling he's had to do another three and a half hours of codes training if he, <laughs> <laughs> the, which is what we have to do to make sure we don't say anything oh off God. there. Um, well, we will tell look you how about excited the show. they are he's because so they Kerry got his seahorses on air I know. Yeah. yesterday yeah, well from done, the la- from the, and now he's well thinking, done. oh, here we go. It's nice to get some validation. Yeah. Seahorses. People would have seen seahorses horses. as well. Because yeah. we talked horses. about it on the podcast and then it made it to the show today. That's well, it's right. got a triple play. Yeah. 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 Triple validation play. from our listeners as well because they backed you in because no one here believed you that there were seahorses in the Swan River. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't put know. words in our mouth. I never doubted him. I just didn't trust anything that's in there. I don't need to put words in your mouth. I can put audio in your ears. You said it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's quite nice, actually. Well done, Rami. I put audio in your ears. What's the collective noun for seahorses? I was going to ask that. I think it is seahorses. Semen? Seahorses. Oh, as in like the, the group, what you call yeah, them. Yeah, like a murder of crows. Yeah. Semen of horses. Do you know what I found out yesterday about fish? What did you find out yesterday? When it comes to multiples, yeah. like a fish yeah. is obviously a fish. Mm. Fish... Is a collection of fish, yes. like, but it's three of the same types of fish. Fishes is when you're discussing multiple types of fish, different types of fish in a group collectively. Okay. So okay. there you go. There you go. So if, if it's is a school true? of herring, it's fish. It's fish. But if you're looking at an aquarium with, with all sorts of species, it's they're fishes. fishes. Yeah. Uh, um, I can tell you the collective noun for seahorses is a herd. A herd of seahorses. A herd of seahorses. Is it a herd of horses? Um, no, seahorses, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the one oh, you mean horses? Yes. It's going to be <laughs> We'll be riding the seahorses. Yeah, yeah. It's a collection yeah, of Daryl Braithwaite. I Braith like that. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. It's a herd of, it horses. Herd of horses. It is a herd okay. of horses. Okay. Um, but yeah, because it could have been a school of seahorses, considering it's a school of fish. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yes. Can't wait for this to appear at seven forty tomorrow on the show. No, um, we learned a lot. No, there's heaps of collective nouns for horses. Oh, really? Heaps. Yeah, there's a stable of horses. Oh, yes. A troop of horses. Oh, yes. So if they're horses who are working towards a common goal, yes. <laughs> they call oh, them they're a troop. A troop. Yeah. A oh. team of horses if they're working together or participating in an event. A herd is usually the wild horse. A stud is the horses that are for breeding. That's nice. a pate. And uh, a field is a group of race horses. So they're all very, it depends what they are and where they're doing. Just while we're on the topic of horses, Rami wanted wanted to do this earlier last week. Apparently, Rami makes the best horse sound on the planet. Well, you know what he's got? He's got these wide, flappy cheek bits. It's the same place that squirrels would hold nuts. And ironically, (laughs) (laughs) or I should say coincidentally. It's kind of if you imagine like Beethoven the dog putting his mouth outside the car window at high speed, and Rami can make this sound with his mouth. It's me, it's just loose skin. Um... 
Mm. See, it's, I would. I want to watch it. In, can I film it in slow mo good. and put it on socials? Of course you can. Yeah, do that. Okay, we're going to film it and put we'll it on socials because in slow mo that is going to look slow mo horrific. Yeah. Do you know? I, I <laughs> and when I was growing up in Beckenham, one of the most beautiful things before Row Highway was built, uh, we used to look out at the back of our fence to to paddocks. And in the morning, in winter, that we'd watch these horses getting let out, mm-hmm. and you'd see the steam snorting out of their mm. noses as they were jumping up and frolicking. It was they are an incredible beast. Rummy has the vape, which also comes yes. out. Of the nose. Yes, yes. <laughs> in fact, could you do could, when Kimber films you? Could you do the whole the whole It's a vape of horses. Can you do it out your nose though? <laughs> Just your nose. But that was really good. I don't want you to OD. <laughs> what are we doing? We learned more about horses. Well, that was the content. Well, actually, that, you know what? That was unwritten stuff. But we actually had a, a minor team intervention. You won't hear it on. It happened on the show this morning, but you won't hear it in the podcast because it happened super early. Oh, no. It just got us a bit confused or a bit slash worried. It came from Pete. Mm. He mentioned it on the air. Did I? Yeah. In what's huh. happening in Perth this morning, you brought up the fact that the capsule mm. wasn't found. and no. This radioactive capsule that's missing. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. And it really, we didn't give it enough kind of attention as we should have. What? The fact that you weren't worried that there was a capsule, a radioactive oh, capsule. Missing. Life's too short to be worried. I mean, yeah. Life's too short to be I worried agree. about it. Yeah, but, but now you're worried. No, you know what it is? I like, and I, it's just, I naturally see the funny side of life. Me too. Like that's just where I come from. That's my natural disposition. Mm-hmm. So I see that before I see the danger. But I did just have a moment last night where I was looking at the television and now they're calling in quite the heavy guns mm. to try and find this thing. Mm. And I had a moment of, shit, it's been it's been three days and yeah. this thing's missing now. And, yeah. I, you know, because like the first day, 24 hours, you give it 24 hours and you go, oh, well, it's missing Someone's going to find it. Like it's, you know, it's up and down this here. They know roughly where it is. It, it emits 10 times the power of an x-ray. Mm. Like someone's going to find it. But, and no, but it's been three days now and you're kind of actually legitimately thinking, shit, this is an issue. Well, what I don't understand though is if it's emitting all of this dangerous stuff, why aren't they just driving along the highway with all of their radioactive gear and why isn't it all just going beep, 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 well, beep, 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 they're beep, trying. They're yeah. trying to do, but yeah. I found out some really interesting information about that last night because I put on Twitter, uh, I, I sent it out to me Twitterverse last night. Um, I said, if this radioactive capsule that's been lost here in WA gives off so much radioactivity... Why don't they just get a heli up in the air with some specky sensing equipment and do routine sweeps? Why you're saying no? Nah. Why you need to be within about twenty meters of it? Bang! Yeah, that's you have to. Yeah, because the the where have we got here? It it has an emission drop off of a few meters, mm. so you need to be within a few meters to detect it. Well, it seems to me the only safe option here is to just inject chips into everybody, so that when we go within twenty meters of it, we'll know. We beep. Yeah. And As someone who suffers could, from actually, a mission you know drop-off, I can, I can say that I'm quite calm about it all. I was obviously being facetious, but now I'm worried that that is actually a step that the government would take and people would get behind. 100%. I really want to take it back. Uh, oh, God. Also, question, um, and I probably missed this during the news this week, what is it used for? Like it is, so the, it's, a, it's used traditionally, right, in this particular use case, on 
mining and oil rigs and so on and so forth to measure the flow in pipes, right? So they use really thick pipes that you can't just see through, mm. but you can get radioactive gamma rays mm. pumping through the pipe and they have a detective device on the other side that shows you, based on those gamma rays and how quickly they're going through the pipe, exactly how the flow is going got through that pipe. or anything yeah. like that. You should not work in radio. You're too smart. No, I'm not. I read a lot of Twitter. Mm. You know, you can just Google shit these days. I read a lot of Twitter. I know more about Gigi Hadid than I do about this. Gigi Hadid? Yeah. Got anything interesting about Gigi Hadid? No, she's pretty, she's pretty dry, isn't she? Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what else is okay, on the podcast? My people are telling me I should walk away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we talked about friendship bracelets oh, that was today. Cute. That's yes. in the podcast so coming cute, up. right? Oh, and uh, hang on. I'm just going to just tap mine just to let Izzy know. Oh, you're thinking of, of her. Um, more oh, stuff. The Shenton Dog Refuge brought puppies in. Very cute. Yeah. That go was... and rescue a dog. There's a lot of the dog refuge places that need you to adopt at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, But think about it very carefully before you do that. Yes, yeah. Take course. it seriously and get the right dog for you. And of course, as you heard from all of our seahorse chat, we were asking, what have you found in the Swan River? Hmm. A lot of seahorses, apparently. Yeah, a lot of... <laughs> a, a troop. Yeah, but they breed, like, seahorses actually, like, create a lot of children at a time, don't they? They do, and they burst them out. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's insane watching it. It's so cool. Yeah. Google it. That'd be a busy first day of school for them. Um, imagine oh my the god, they give birth nice. to 2,000 <laughs> There's heaps of seahorses in the Swan River Because they give birth to 2,000 babies at a time Oh, It's like seeing how semen's ejaculated but without the microscope Yeah, they only have, they only have <laughs> one to five years to live oh. So it's not really intense You've but... got to really make each day count when you're a seahorse, don't you? <laughs> yeah You haven't got long um, and we got people to send letters to their kids on the first day back to oh, school. And I took yes. my kids to a public pool. You so. did, yeah. 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 Well All right. I'm really going to deep dive into this seahorse thing. I'm finding yeah. them really interesting now. Deep dive into the seahorse thing. That is twice today you've come up with a clever pun like that. <laughs> yeah, she's going to get the bit between her teeth. But there's a seahorse trust. <laughs> is there? Yes. And we wrap this up. Yeah. Oh, I'm done. Oh, I'm just going to keep trust? reading this. You guys. Why can go is there a seahorse trust? There just is. Kimber's days sorted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking into this now. It's all good. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the podcast. Bye. Okay. Bye. bye. Have bye. you ever seen an owl run? <laughs> <laughs> that messed you up. That owl video. <laughs> Um, When we finish the show after nine o'clock every Mm. morning, we do bonus content in our podcast now, Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast on the listener app. We do. And maybe you didn't know that there was a Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast. There is. And of course, we we put in the the best bits of the show and we hope that you listen for the full three hours, but that might be hard. You can always go and catch up on the podcast. And as you say, Pete, there's also unique material that hasn't been on the day's show that we just chat about. And it's often brought to us as a story by uh, producer Kerrit or producer Rami. And we all actually saw this story of the stingray that was pulled out of the Swan River that had clearly been chomped up by a massive bull shark. Mm -hmm. Now, bull sharks came into the news big time a couple of years ago when the gentleman was doing his normal morning swim in the Swan River there, I think near Bicton Way. And is that near, near Fremantle? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, on yeah. Your way. Black it's Wall Ridge. Yeah, Black Wall Ridge. And he was bitten by a massive bull shark mm. and, and was very, very seriously injured, fortunately survived. 
And it did start us thinking about what the hell is in the Swan River? Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's a brown river, of course. You can't see underneath. We now know there are bull sharks. There are clearly stingrays in there. I didn't All of know these that. things I didn't know were in there mm. <laughs> so yeah. far. And if you were to listen to the podcast, producer Kerrod would tell you that this is in there as well. I know that there's seahorses in the Swan River. Is there? Why? Yes. Oh my God. There are so many things in the Swan River. This is so weird. I don't know what part of the Swan River, but um, I remember hearing an interview um, and it was a marine biologist and they were talking about some of the, the things that they'd found in the Swan River along with shopping carts and, you know, dead bodies and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, there's <laughs> They breed around the shopping carts. Yeah. Okay, so there's seahorses, according to the marine biologist that Kerrod knows, uh, <laughs> shopping trolleys. I, I saw on the. Source, yeah, credible source, all right. I saw that uh, there's been UFO sightings at well, around the Swan River. Have they really? Yeah, but we want to hear from you. What weird thing have you seen? In the Swan River. I, what I'm just so out? surprised. I don't know what else is in there. I mean, yeah. I used to do outdoor ed classes where they would take us down in our canoes at Leeming High and we'd go down and we'd, you know, get in the canoe and go around. And all I ever saw in there were just massive jellyfish. Jellyfish, yeah. yeah. Just flat out jellyfish, thousands of them. And I didn't know any other marine life was there. We, never, we swam <laughs> in the river all the time. Never thought about it. Never thought about what was under there. Jackson Bicton, g'day, mate. Can you tell us what you've found in the Swan River? Yeah, yeah, just um, crabbing, um, pulled up a pot and had a starfish in there. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Now, uh, was it because there's some bad stuff, fishes, isn't there? Like the crown of thorns, you don't want that one. But Yeah, you know it wasn't, it didn't have like five arms, it was more like, I think six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, see, clearly a starfish that found that radioactive thing. (laughs) (laughs) Grew a couple of other arms. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Rebecca from Les has spotted seahorses near Applecross. There you go. There's another one for seahorses. Are you really? Can we just clarify? When we're saying there are seahorses, are we talking like, I don't know, they're the size of my thumb? Or are they like. No, no, they're like the ones that you see the police riding up down St. George's Terrace. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Often brought into riot situations. No, seahorses are about. Do people actually know that, how big a seahorse is? They're about that big. They're tiny. They're, they're tiny. They're tiny and big. Have you ever seen a seahorse give birth? Yes. Oh, don't it's the insane. males give birth? They just yeah, they spew do. out hundreds of seahorses. It looks disgusting. It's nuts. Um, hey, Troy and Wilson. Hi. <laughs> the cool kids. How are you? Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, guys, 2012, I bought myself a divorce ring to celebrate the best day of my life. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Well done. And, and yeah, I was uh, in 2019 to 21, I lost about 40 kilos. So the ring was getting a bit loose on the finger and I did some night diving in Mosman Bay. Yes. Chasing some crabs and prawns and, um, yeah, it slipped off the finger. So if anyone rings up and says they found a ring in Mosman Bay, guess what? It's yours. It's yours. Right. It's mine, yeah. Troy, Troy, but, you know, diving in the river at night, I, I guess visibility's not that great. But have you ever come, Have you like, have you seen a big bull shark, for example, or, or a big ray? I haven't, mate. I've seen plenty of rays. I've seen some big mulloway, but never never a shark. But there's always um, them shadows, you know. You know, Oh, shit, what was that? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Oh, them shadows. Yeah. Them shadows. Who knows, oh, Troy? Maybe maybe your divorce ring was a gift to the river and then like some mermaid will come out and that's what the destiny was going to be. Either that or it's oh, strangling well, a seahorse. That's the drink, Kimber, isn't it? Yeah, that's all you can hope for, right? <laughs> it can keep your divorce ring. It's probably going to deliver something better. Yes. Here's hoping. Yeah, to here's us hoping. all. Fingers crossed you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
Uh, my dad just sent a text. Oh, he what said, does Sam know? He'd know a few things in the Swan River. He said we used to catch seahorses in our prawn nets in the Swan when we were kids. Oh. So there's so many seahorses. So many seahorses. There's so many seahorses in the Swan River. Well, no, they're all in your crab nets now, yeah. it appears. Anyway. I am sporting a brand new bracelet this morning, you guys. A bit of bling. Check it out. Check out my new bracelet. What's that say? What does it say? Oh, BFF. BFF. Big friendly. Who's your your BFF? (laughs) You noticed. (laughs) Um, So this is my wife's solution. This is my wife's solution to a very nervous young lady who's going back to school today. Oh. Yeah. So today's a big day in the Corelli household because uh, um, our two eldest ones, we've got three kids, six and under. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good job. Um, And the eldest (laughs) one. How do you find the time? (laughs) Oh, tell me about it. Uh, The eldest one and the middle one are both going back to school. Is he? Yeah. Is that school? Yeah, like school. Like she's going to school. Oh, it's, that's not right. I was it? speaking to somebody about this yesterday, right? About um, how long sort of I've been around on the airwaves back in Perth, yeah. and it was before Mila was born, our eldest. Yeah. And so now, like, yeah, our middle one's going to proper big girl school. Mm. Like every day, you're going back to school, school. Wow. And Ollie Bear goes to he's going to daycare. So, um, actually, I just thought about it. God, it'd be a good. Time to be at home today, wouldn't it, Liz? Uh, my wife. Um, <laughs> she's done her hard yards, man. She can have many days off. If she yeah, wants. and bless it, she's got the hard task this morning because she's yeah. got to get all three of them up and ready on the first day. Are they going, going to comply? No. Is that what the bracelets are for? Mila's very excited. Um, Ollie Bear's just whatever, right? As long as there's trucks and blocks and kids that he can run around with, it. he's good. He's fine. Yes, yes. Um, Isabel is the one who's really nervous, and she outwardly said and has been saying for a little while now, I don't want to go to school. And you, you say to her, "What? Like, why don't you want to go to school? Yeah. I, just, I don't like it. Why don't you like it? I'm scared. Finally, we got to that point like, where she went, I'm scared. Yeah. And so this is my wife's uh, solution to it. The other night she brought home a craft kit of making your own bracelets and everybody sat around the table and we all made these bracelets. So sweet. And she made one for every member of the family, and they all say BFF with different colours. Mine's orange. Uh, and it's so whenever Isabella is feeling a little bit scared yep. when she's at school, yep. she can look down at her bracelet and know that mummy and daddy and Mila and Ollie Bear all have the same one, and she can tap it a couple of times and know that we're thinking about her and we're with her. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's very cute. And when we explain that to her... She still said she doesn't want to go to school. So fingers crossed to Liz this morning and thinking about you, babe, because it's going to be a it's going to be a big morning. You know the old joke, right? Of the person going, "I don't want to go to school. The kids hate me. I just I don't want to go to school." No, you, please. Tell you me. have to go to school. You're the principal. <laughs> <laughs> don't encourage that. Please. <laughs> You're chasing um, letters, letters to kids. Yeah, you know, hey. I mean, kids are going back to school. They've sort of staggered throughout the week returning, but I think mm. most kids are going back to by today. Yes. Mm. Um, so. And do you remember, well, I did anyway, when we went on school camp when we were younger, um, the teachers said to our parents, look, halfway through the camp, could you write your child a letter? And we'll give your child a letter. And it was just meant to be this encouraging, you know, you'd open it up and it'd just be about how much your parents loved you and they missed you while you were on camp. Um, and all the great things that you're going to achieve. And I thought, why don't we do that for the kids going back today? Oh, it's beautiful. But from the point of view of the parents that are just maybe 
happy to see the back of them today. You reckon? Maybe just politely, you know, hey, little Jack, it's been wonderful having you home for the entire holiday period, especially that time that you threw a ball through the window or something like that. Just thought you might want to give a loving message to your child just the way that I would write a school report, like where mm. it wasn't easy, but we could wrap it in glitter. Hey, little Sandy, I'm sorry I was so lame as a person, <laughs> as an adult. Uh, I'm sorry I bored you so much and embarrassed you. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. And look forward to hearing your story. Uh, I got one. <laughs> yep. Um, to my three, I actually just received a photo of the, the girls ready for school this morning. Oh, God, they look gorgeous. So cute. Oh, they look so gorgeous. They're ready to go and they, they've got their hair all done and they've got their uniforms and backpacks on. Oh, and, look at that. Oh. Um, but dear, dear <laughs> girls, because Ollie Bear's obviously going to daycare, so yeah. dear girls, I'm so proud of you too. I've had the best time over the holidays I'm really going to miss not being able to get through five minutes without hearing dad, dad, (laughs) dad, dad. I'm going to miss not being able to make it from the front door to the back door without seeing half a dozen different cubby houses along the way, all the stuff that you've used from the house. Uh, And I'm really going to miss having to come up with new ideas every six minutes to keep you interested and entertained. Oh, that's a beautiful letter. All the best. Love, Dada. See, parents, it's just the way you shape it. We'll just do a little open letter to your adorable child that you had the best time with over the holidays. They are the best time. Um, Amanda in Swanview, your open letter, please. Uh, yeah, so my son's 15 and he's just starting a pre-apprenticeship um, in year 10 oh. um, and uh, in mechanics. Um, and so my letter is, um, dear son, uh, thank you for the wonderful holidays. Um, I have loved having um, car parts and broken down <laughs> motors sitting in on my back veranda and not being able to use it for, um, for my personal use. Um, I'm really, really going to miss it. Wishing you all the best. Love oh, you. Oh, man. Oh, that is beautiful. Just, honestly, with the true love of a parent, just mm. the sacrifices. Yep. They're just there. Um, Glenn in Thornley, what's your open letter? Uh, it's not so much a letter, but I just dropped my two stepchildren off at high school for their first day back. Oh. And I pulled into the car park and I said, look around and look at all these happy people. And it was just me in the front seat, smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. How were they, mate? Were they excited to to get to school and get stuck in? Uh, One was, one wasn't. Um, Typical 15-year-old boy was like, oh, school, had to get up early. Yeah. But I think they're, they're glad to be back. Yeah, and they're too young to realise that they only get sort of 17 years of this joy and then they have to work until they're about 65 and they've got to get out of bed every day. It's so frustrating, isn't it, that you can't impart that (laughs) knowledge? They don't get it. They don't get it? It's like, this is a good time. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) Now, I've mentioned to you guys that um, I'm going through a bit of something at the moment. Last year was a heavy year, Mm. right? There was a lot going on. And this year I'm just sort of spreading my wings a little bit. Yeah, I don't yeah. mean, like just going out there and trying new things or just doing a little bit of YOLO. Like, you you only live once. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know what? I used to love playing with uh, Hot Wheels sets. I'm going to buy the track. Good mm-hmm. for you, I could you, never babe. do that when I was a kid. I'm yeah. going to buy the track. Yeah. I'm going to say that it's for Ollie, but I'm going to play with it. It's going to mm-hmm. be great.
Enjoy. And yesterday we went to Thornley Pools uh, in the afternoon just to squeeze sort of like one last little drop out of the school holidays. And it was just me and the girls. And the girls are on it. This is a great thing about once the girls like, the, well, the kids reach a certain age. Because once upon a time, you have to be there. Like, yes. you know, holding them, watching them and all that sort of stuff. I'm, and you're I'm still... quite certain that you have to supervise children in water all the time, Pete. No, only if they've got a blue <laughs> wristband. <laughs> And my kids are past okay. the blue wristband stage. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. and there's, you know, they've got lifeguards and stuff like that. It's fine. Um, and so they they were out there there over the time, and I just had this, I just had this burst. I don't know what it was. I had this like Ian Thorpe burst. And on the way in, I said, to the "Lady, I'll have a pair of those uh, goggles, please. Those speedo goggles." Oh, and I decided to go and swim laps in the pool. No, yes, I did, Maddie. I did. And I've never been a swimmer. I've never been interested. No, I'm not a swimmer. Right, and um, guess what? I'm still not a no swimmer. swimmer. I'm no. still not a no? swimmer. I was in fact, in you're now wearing a blue wristband. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen an octopus trying to get out of a plastic bag? That's what I looked like while I was trying to do like breaststroke and uh, like overarm and stuff like that. And I would get the fact so, you're still calling it overarm. Is that what it is? Freestyle. 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 I think you'll find. I'm pretty freestyle. sure you don't do the Olympics and they go and next in the overarm. In the overarm, it's great. <laughs> no, it, it was freestyle and it was in a slow lane and people just stroke. People, people are lapping me left, right, and centre. You'll find I'd, it's frog kick. I'd get ten minutes down, um, and like I'd just sink. Isn't I'd it just funny? sink in the pool. I, I I can't. You know, like I'm I'm not super fit, but I'm fit enough to you know ride my bike a few k's or whatnot without getting out of breath. Yeah. Put me in a pool, and I I get like 25 meters doing freestyle, and I'm done. Cool. That's why they <laughs> get. Cool. Well, that's why. See, I did asthma swimming when I was a kid. The What's reason, asthma swimming? Well, like all the asthmatic kids with asthma WA, we used to go and swim together at Maida Vale oh, every weekend. You're in the Australian the... Olympic team is basically asthma kids. Well, right? you know, is that what Ian truly, Thorpe had asthma, didn't he? And he I, said that's what cured his asthma. I think because a lot of them swimming do. Swimming yeah. increases your lung capacity far more than other exercise. So if you're right. cranking it at the gym one hour a day, you'd be better off doing 20 minutes of swimming, 40 minutes of gym. Is that right? Yeah, because that will increase your lung capacity to then use at the gym. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's why you struggle so much, but you could ride a bike and do whatever. It's a different type of fitness. Oh, so keep swimming. Keep swimming. It's so good for you. All right, wow. I'll keep oh, swimming. Great. So there you go. There's a little guru over here. I mean, look, I, you know. You know, you swim every it's day. The only, How's that going for you? It's the only exercise I can do. Mm. Like confident swimmer, everything else, I've got nothing. Yeah, you, okay. You've got good toes for swimming, haven't you? <laughs> a lot of traction. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, they're like inbuilt flippers. <laughs> Worked for Thorpey. Pete, Matt and Kimber. Well, we've just absolutely yeah. melted this oh, morning. We've gone and done that silly radio thing where we've got dogs in the studio. Anytime we bring dogs in here, we can't get anything done. Look at them. We're also joined by people. We as are. Well. Um, Robin Slater is the general manager at the Dogs Refuge Home in Shenton Park. Uh, good morning Hi, to Robin. you, Robin. Good morning. Now, we're very used to being greeted after the dogs. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it puts you in your place, doesn't it? It's real humbling. Yeah, yeah, Look, yeah. I mean, we would have dogs in here any day of the week, but we're not mucking around. The reason we've got you in is because Shenton Park Dog Refuge, you've got lots and lots of dogs and we need owners and loving owners. Absolutely. And it's not just us. It's all rescues across WA at the moment. It's really, really scary out there. And that's exactly right. We want people to come forward and adopt, but understanding what that commitment is, because once the dogs go out, we don't want to see them again. You know, we want them to be in loving homes forever. So it's a serious commitment. It's lifelong. And we want the right people to be coming forward and considering adoption. What do people go through to get a dog? 
think the first stage is obviously starts at home, talking amongst your family. Are you ready? Does your lifestyle suit a dog? Are you ready for the commitment? Are you financially able to look after a dog? Because I think every dog owner knows that at some point you're going to end up with a big vet bill. And that's one of the things that we do as well at the refuge is once you've made that decision as a family, coming down, um, you can fill up the application online if you prefer that, or you can come down and do it in person. We're open every single day, 11 till 4. Um, at that point, you sit down with one of our adoption counsellors. They'll talk through your application to see what kind of dog is suited to you. Because we tend to find people sometimes see a picture online, sure. fall in love with a photo, yeah. but that dog might not be suitable for your and lifestyle. for so many reasons. It's not just about the size of your backyard or the size of the dog. There's a lot of things because the dogs that come in come in for lots of reasons. Some have been abandoned. We're finding a lot, I think, with the rental crisis. A lot of people are probably not able to host, like, keep their pets. So some of the pets will have some behavioural issues and they won't match with everybody. Robin, you cannot tell me. That, is this Cedar? No, I've got Cedar You've here. got Cedar? Who have you I have got? Orchid. Orchid is absolutely beautiful and I am struggling to not say to you, alright, I'll take him. <laughs> um, how big will Orchid get and what breed is Orchid? Orchid's going to be enormous. Yeah. Uh, so we actually know the mother and father in this case. This is a, an interesting one that we sort of get a lot. It's people who do a bit of backyard breeding, perhaps an accidental litter. Um, some of the pups get sold and then they're sort of left with pups that are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and nowhere to go. So these people have done the responsible thing and actually surrendered the puppies over to us to be able to find the right homes. Because yeah. something that we do that's included in our adoption fee is at six months the pups come back and get sterilised on us. Mm-hmm. So yes, these pups are going to be enormous and that's one thing that we have to be really careful about as well as making sure people don't fall in love with a little puppy dog face and puppy dog eyes because they're going to be big, hairy, oh. And these two are turning it up, mm, are they, they not? Really like are. these two have they brought have in the time. biggest eyes they had. They yeah. were like, let's leave these small ones back at the refuge. Yep. And big <laughs> floppy ears, big floppy paws. I would never tear anything up, ever. Mm. <laughs> we tend to have a lot more big sort of, uh, my favourite type of dog, staffies, mastiffs, crosses like that, really yeah. big um, happy, bouncy dogs like that. We get a lot of people looking for small dogs, which is fine because if you've got an apartment or, you know, a smaller home, you can't put a big mastiff in there. It's just not going to work out. But the demand for smaller dogs is higher, so there will be a bit more of a wait. Even if you're a really great home and we'd love to find you a dog, but it might just take a little bit longer. Stop it. Cedar's got hiccups. (laughs) (laughs) If you want more details, you can get in touch with Shenton Park. Absolutely. Uh, the refuge home there. Yep. Yeah, so we're at www.dogshome.org.au. We're on just about every social media platform at Dogs Refuge Home. Uh-huh. And we're open seven days a week at 30 Lemnor Street. Oh, mm-hmm. Good on you guys. Yeah. You know, you we all love our job. dogs and you do. You do a great job. I really Thank love you so this much. dog. Probably a Thanks little bit for too much. Thanks for having us. Orchid, do you want to come Well, you should have both, Do you want to spend some really? time with Cedar? Don't know. I think Orchid and I have a connection. Oh, goodness <laughs> me. The Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for Lottery West. That's the ticket because all available profits go to funding good stuff for WA. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Next 94.5.